I didn't eat too much food, though. And it had cheese in it. Not the best option. What do you talking. mean? Cheese is the best option for everything. Uh, yeah, except unless you're talking a lot or singing. Sorry. I mean, everyone loves cheese voice. Cheese voice is the best voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's, uh, what's line two on that one? I don't know, Sam. You know I can only go over the one line to any song I sing. It's made from milk and full of protein for your vocal cords. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not any better. <laughs> this is why we're not going into the singing business. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Book Retorts. Woo! Woohoo! Yeah, the podcast <laughs> where one of us explains a weird media piece to the other person who has no experience with it. That's me. Who are That's you? you. I am Danielle. I oh, was good. Gonna, I was getting there. Was getting uh-huh, there. Uh-huh. I don't know who you are. You're just this random voice that I'm hearing. Well, you know what? This is our first one in quite a long time, Sam. No, no. We did a lot, a lot of shorts. You had a holiday break. We did one last week. And yeah, but that was you and I didn't have to lead it. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, Danielle. You're right. You're right. My mistake. You're absolutely right. <laughs> This is my first one in a very long time. Also, I'm Sam, for anyone out there who who might want to hear what my disembodied voice, who that belongs to. Nobody listens for you, Sam. That's not inaccurate, no. <laughs> no, they do. I'm sure they do. I think our our fans are split 50-50, for sure. All three of them. They're, you always say stuff like that. We have plenty of fans, everybody. <laughs> We're super popular. <laughs> you know what? Everyone out there, prove me wrong. <laughs> exactly, see? They don't know. Why do you tell them? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an honest sort, Danielle. <laughs> okay, Sam. Anyway... <laughs> You, I know that it's just, I thought the best way to start this first of the year run in January, it'd been so long since I had done one of these, I thought it was time. Is it Nancy Drew again? It's not. Okay. (laughs) Nice guess. Solid, solid guess. Is it Sweet Valley High? No. Okay. Any other guesses before we get there? Um, I could do one more, I guess. I I could say, uh, oh, I blanked on it. Drum roll. Do it. A drum roll? (laughs) Yeah, give me a drum roll. I have no idea. Tell me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing another Korean drama. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I was, I didn't consider that because you only did the one Korean drama and its direct sequel, which is also not the same thing. I figured like, that's just one thing. <laughs> so, but they were both Korean dramas. And so I thought I'd bring one back for the new year. I wanted to start it right. You know what, Danielle? Good choice. <laughs> So this is actually going to be a two-part episode. Oh, okay. So hey, Sam, you get a break for the week. (laughs) Oh, okay. I know you're excited. (laughs) I need it. (laughs) This is a Korean drama. came out in 2021, and it's called The Man's Voice. Oh, so it's about me, my man's voice here on (laughs) the podcast. Hi, everyone. The Korean drama (laughs) about me. Enjoy. About Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can pretend this is about Sam. Just put him into the main... uh, not the main, the man's voice. Put him in the man's voice. <laughs> uh, before I commit to Character. this, how objectionable is this person? Uh, you'll find out this Not week a on good Booker Dorts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to send you a, uh, it's kind of an abridged, slightly shortened summary because it gave too much away. Oh, we can't have that. And I wasn't even going to share one because I didn't want to give everything away, but it's it's kind of a funny summary. It might have been translated from Korean to English. <laughs> 
We'll forgive it. We won't give it the, our, our normal snark levels because we're, we're jerks. <laughs> All right. Here you go, Sam. Well, I saw the first three words. And I'm like, yeah, this is Danielle. <laughs> here we go. A fantasy rom-com about a convenience store part-timer who is searching for a full-time job, a handsome pilot, and his pet cat. So wait. Is this person searching for all of those, or is the handsome pile <laughs> and his pet cat also what this is about? It, it's, no, he's not searching. Well, at multiple times through the show, he may be searching for all of those, but no, that's not what he's <laughs> okay. searching for. I, I, gotta, I need these three things. I need a full-time job, I need a handsome pilot, and I need a pet cat. Come on. No. <laughs> and the part-timer is a woman. <laughs> I mean, why can't a woman search for those things, Danielle? Well, you just said he, so it's just clarifying. Okay, well, thank you, Danielle. I appreciate it. Well, it's just explaining for the plot line here. All right. So let me continue then. This woman, I guess, doesn't need a handsome pilot or a pet cat. She's just looking oh, for well, a job. Oh, well, she definitely needs a handsome pilot in her life. <laughs> well, I mean, don't we all? <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> the drama tells a story that unfolds when the shy female lead gains the ability to communicate with a cat she coincidentally meets and comes to make some sort of deal with the prickly cat. Question, Danielle. <laughs> Why do all your dramas involve magic cats? I don't know, but I wasn't going to do this one. I, did, I didn't, I wasn't even, I was just watching it, Sam. I saw the summary and I was like, this sounds like something I would watch, right? You're like talking cat or whatever. All right, Danielle. Uh, I, think, I think you have a, a trend here. I think everyone knows Well, it. I didn't mean to though. So I was watching it and I was like, it didn't seem that weird to begin with, but it got progressively stranger the more that I watched it. And then by the end of it, when I realized it was a shorter series, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to do this for the podcast. Well, I'm so glad. So I'm going to I'm gonna ask you to tell me how to pronounce this person's name so I don't make a fool of myself. Um, uh, so <laughs> they don't say the character's names very often in the show, uh, but his name's Tehua. Okay. So I'm going to say Tehua is the cat's owner and an airline co-pilot. Oh, not an actual pilot? Pfft. Please go pilots. <laughs> don't be mad at me. They're real pilots, I know. <laughs> no, they totally are. <laughs> He has a good background and handsome looks that would make anyone fall for him. I'm already. <laughs> Due to his naturally sweet personality, Tehua has often made women cry without meaning to. Oh no. Uh, the pet hotel he uses suddenly closes before his flight one day. So Tehua ends up entrusting his pet with the woman. <laughs> he doesn't have a name, I guess, in this summary. <laughs> doesn't have a name. Also, is this the same cat you learned to talk to? Or is it like a different cat? And this guy's like, oh, I have a nice cat out, too. Sam. <laughs> See how many Boy. cats are in this show? Um, seventeen. I mean, there's a there's yes. a pet hotel involved. I hope there's like remember that movie Hotel for Dogs? Uh, vaguely. Okay, well, I want that for this Korean drama, but about cats. Do they all talk in Hotel for Dogs? I never actually watched it. Uh, neither did I. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, sounds like something we should do on the podcast. Maybe or. Wait, oh gosh, I don't, uh, I'm sorry to Tandis for a moment just here. There, I, this might be the same movie I'm thinking of, or might not be, about the one where dogs and cats are actually like aliens. No, or, that's the other movie. That's Cat versus Dog, or whatever the heck that movie yeah, is called. Oh, okay, well. From the 2000s. Yeah, I'm glad we both remember that weird movie, Danielle. <laughs> I do remember that weird movie. <laughs> a really specific memory of that weird movie. I don't know why. No, I, I have exactly, there's like one scene that has ingrained in my memory. I was like, <laughs> when I saw it, I'm like, okay, this was a mistake to watch this movie. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know why I remember it either. All right. Well, I guess we can't do that for the podcast. <laughs> I mean, you could. I don't remember the plot. I just remember that they no, were No, I think we should just things. leave that as like something we both vaguely know, which is good enough. <laughs> 
All right. Unfortunately, you know, as far as I know, this cat's not an alien, nor are the so what other is 16 the, others. What's the name of this ro- of this Korean rom-com again? The Man's Voice. The Man's Voice. That's right. I completely forgot because there's nothing about a man's voice in that whole summary. No, it's it's a super weird title. I still don't understand oh, it, and I've watched the whole thing. I got it. I figured it out, Danielle. I know what the man's voice is. It's the cat. I mean, I assume that must be what it is. All right. We'll, Genius. We'll see. <laughs> I don't even have to watch this thing. I, I got it nailed. You got it. You got the title. <laughs> All right, lay it on me. Let's hear the man's voice. So the scene opens, Sam. There's a girl running through a rainstorm, her umbrella in hand, searching frantically, calling for Natsume. And she finally finds, after several minutes of running through the rain, a fluffy white-gray cat hiding. And she and it's a huge cat. It's <laughs> she a huge picks cat. Giant, up. giant cat. It's a pretty, it's a really fluffy cat. And Is it wet and like scraggly looking from the rain? Because that's always yeah, funny. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Not like soaking wet, but definitely a little wet. So she picks him up and she starts to scold him. And then she's like, no, I'm sorry. I should be the one that's apologizing to you. And she picks him up. She's trying to run back home. And just as she you know, gets into the street, the wind picks up. This lightning strike comes from the sky, hits her. She glows. You can see her bones. Oh, so she's dead. <laughs> no. No, she's absolutely dead. I mean, this isn't a cartoon where like if your skeleton is illuminated by lightning strike, oh, that's probably fine. <laughs> yeah, no, totally she is exactly what happens live action. <laughs> no, she's she, not. she is now Sam, ready for consumption. She is, you know, safe to eat temperature at this point. <laughs> this show doesn't even like she doesn't even go to the doctors later. Like this show does not reflect on the fact that she got hit by lightning so at all. <laughs> they basically like do a freaky Friday where lightning makes magic happen, or like um that really terrible movie, What Women Want. Yes. Okay. Where, where they magic have no lingering side effects other yeah. than the one thing. Yeah, yeah. Where electricity doesn't hurt you or cause your heart to stop, but just gives you magic mental powers. 100%. Yes. Got it. Okay. Yep. You know what? It, it's, it's movie law. It's canon. It's official. <laughs> so her bones glow and she drops very dramatically slow motion to the ground with almost you know when like people faint in old-timey movies and they put their hand against their, oh, their oh, forehead oh i've gotten the vipers get me my <laughs> it's a little bit couch. like that but slow motion to the ground <laughs> uh i mean tennessee williams would be a lot better if there's more slow motion in those <laughs> and talking cats and talking obviously well that cat on the hot tin roof should be talking that would have solved a lot of problems in that story <laughs> maybe i don't know if it would <laughs> I don't think anyway. Stanley was the kind of guy who'd been like, oh, talking cats give me good advice. I will take it. <laughs> yeah, but think how good a story that would have been. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's not what happens to in this. Fans. I, I know, it's terrible. It's a great story all by itself. It doesn't need a talking cat, everybody. <laughs> anyway, go on. The cat runs off. <laughs> she does found well, it, and wait, then it runs off. The cat, she was holding the cat when she got struck by lightning, and the cat's like, that didn't affect me. Well, I regard. I don't know. Okay, so this this story constantly does this. You have no idea what's actually going on. The cat may or may not have got electrocuted. I don't know, Sam, but the cat definitely jumped at the same time that the person got electrocuted. So maybe it did not. Maybe it was catapulted out of her hands. I don't so know. This TV show is doing the opposite of that classic screenwriting book, Save the Cat, where it's like, you know, your protagonist has to save the cat in the first act so everyone, like, identifies with them. And there's like, no. The protagonist is going to kill a cat, so we all hate them. Well, she did save the cat. She found it in the rain. Yes, she picked it up so they could all be struck by lightning. Yeah, but she didn't know she was going to get struck by lightning. <laughs> she was just running around with a with a umbrella during a thunderstorm. Oh, yeah, who could have predicted such an unfortunate event? It was sudden lightning, to be fair. It's not uh, like it had right. been lightning previously. I'm sorry, I'm being too harsh on this nameless woman. Continue, oh please. Yeah, seriously, we got to get past this scene. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Daniel. This scene has a lot going on. <laughs> 
the the scene cuts. It's the end of the scene. Oh, Sam. we There's did nothing it. Hey, okay, podcast over, everyone. We did it. Got through that scene. See you next week on Book Retorts. <laughs> the scene cuts, and it goes either to the past or the future. Who knows? <laughs> Those <laughs> are tell. two of the options. It could also be the present. <laughs> It could be, but it's the same girl that was just electrocuted, so I don't think it's the present. Got it. All right. So I'm presuming the past because she's dead, and so the only place she'd be alive is in the past. Yes. So it's the same girl. She's in a business suit, white and black business suit, and she's running to a bus stop talking to herself about being late. Late to what? Who knows? Late for a very important date. Is she checking her pocket watch? Uh, no, she's not. Well, she has then... taking off her high heels so she can put on some tennis shoes. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd like to see the white rabbit do that, too. So she takes – she has a name tag that's, like, uh, clipped onto her, her jacket. So she takes the name tag off, and the subtitles helpfully read admission ticket with her – I don't know admission to what. Who knows? I don't read Korean. I'm sorry. Her name tag said admission ticket on it? It said – no. It's according to the subtitles. That's what it said. <laughs> on her name tag. On her name tag. It had like a picture of her and then it had a bunch of Korean writing and it looked like kind of like a job, like a pass So her name is admission tickets, what we're concluding from this. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm assuming because they don't say her name for another like three episodes. Okay. Well, I'm going to just call her admission ticket from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> she has a name. We'll get there in a second, but I really did not find it out. <laughs> yeah, just call her AT for short. Yeah. AT. It's a great name. Steven Spielberg, and- make this <laughs> oh movie. AT. <laughs> So her mission ticket, she takes it off, shows it in her pocket. She pulls a hair tie out of her hair to magical music, which makes her hair float nicely all about her face. Isn't she pretty? That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. And she I just do that every day in the, the Every morning in the, in the mirror, I take the, my hair out of its nightly uh, wrapping and I let's shake it around and the birds all come and sing around me like I'm Cinderella. <laughs> I figured that's what you do every day. <laughs> In my imagination, that's what's going on. Only they're they're rats because it's New York. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, it's gross. <laughs> Just ruined it. It's like that movie, Enchanted. Oh yeah, I was gonna say Joe's apartment, but same thing. Same thing. So she catches a bus, and then you have a scene where you get the view from inside of a cat carrier that's walking down the street. The cat carrier itself is not walking down the street. Somebody is carrying the cat carrier. Okay, thank you for clarifying that. I thought it was a you sentient... were going to tell me. You were going to bring it up. I think so. no, I thought it was a sentient cat carrier. We're looking through the <laughs> eyes of this, you know, cat carrier monster cryptid thing. And but no, no, it's being carried. Good. <laughs> it's being carried, and there are some teen girls that are swooning over a man in a uniform that's walking with the cat carrier. Guess who the man in the uniform is? <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time that happened, woman swooned at me carrying a cat carrier. I'd... You'd have no dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely shut off cat. <laughs> and this is where it cuts to the theme song, which I'm going to share the lyrics with you, Sam, oh! it's amazing. <laughs> these are translated from Korean, I presume. Or are these one of those it, things it where is. they sing in English? For the um, there's a little bit of English in, in okay. it, uh, but the theme song goes, meow, 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 oh. I'm a cat. <laughs> it's this is, like, is this a Meow Mix commercial, Danielle? Did you sneak that into this show? <laughs> a little bit. Are they sponsoring uh, you, you in some Mix. way? Are you a brand ambassador for Meow Mix? <laughs> yes. I'm, I mean, I'd be a great Meow Mix brand ambassador. <laughs> Tastes so good, even me. I eat it. <laughs> and then it goes, I have squishy toe beans. <laughs> accurate so true i know meow i'm adorable i roll around on the floor and then i go meow and i'll steal your heart now come pet me <laughs> i mean i do appreciate the rhyme of meow and meow so good job oh so good 
Also, uh, and then I like to see the, the title screen come up, The Man's Voice. <laughs> it does. Song. It's actually, it's great because it's like this pink and blue that meet up. It's all this like peppy kind of a, a uh-huh. French looking like font. And there's a Parisian, there's actually a, a tower like the What is a French Eiffel looking tower. font? I'm just very curious. <laughs> I don't know. It just has the like, it's like very loopy and kind of fancy. And it just has a very like French feeling. And the music's kind of like chipper. And it's there's a kind of slightly French theme in this show. And it plays into it but the blue and pink come together and then the font says the man's voice so then it's like meow 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 i'm a cat and you're like what <laughs> i really i just oh gosh we're gonna spend two hours just on those opening credits alone for this crazy show it's great and it's weird because it doesn't really match the tone so i'm not entirely sure why they went with the craziest of openings you better share that to our twitter feed i will see if i can find it and if i can it will 100 percent be on our twitter feed all right well i look forward to that <laughs> <laughs> audience too look forward to it everybody no just me i don't care what they want <laughs> I want to see it. All right. So anyway, this is the girl that works part-time in a convenience store, Sam. Right, right. AT, I figured. Right, AT. Uh, her real name is Miram. I'm sorry to throw that Miram? at you. You mean like yeah. Miriam? Moses' no, well, sister? Not like Miriam, but Miram. M-I-R-I-M, according Miram. to the translation. Okay. Well, I like AT better because I'll remember that and I won't remember Miram. <laughs> Feel free to call her AT. So she has the uncanny ability to guess what people are going to buy when they like walk into the convenience store. But does this actually matter to the plot? No. Do we spend several minutes on her guessing what people are going to buy and being correct? Yes. <laughs> so question, is this presented as like she's psychic or is it presented like, oh, she just really knows how to read people? Yeah, uh, like she really knows how to read people who come into the convenience store. I don't like that. That's too personal. <laughs> I would never want to like it. Yeah. <laughs> And this one guy comes up to the counter and kind of eyes her as he buys his usual stuff. And it suggests that he has maybe some kind of crush on her. Maybe like he's going to be a second lead, love interest, maybe. Daniel, I swear if you do this to me. <laughs> You're going to love this, Sam. It's funny. Okay. If okay. the cat's a love interest, like in Love Cells, I swear, Danielle. It's not, Sam. Whew, okay. <laughs> So the next girl in line buys a can of cat food, and this panics our heroine, Miram, who looks over at the cat food display and sees only one can left. Oh no, they'll be out of cat food, and then society will collapse. <laughs> I know. So you're like, okay, sure. So she's trying to hurry through this order as people are coming in. She's like, oh no, don't buy the cat food uh, before this last can disappears. And then she rushes over to hide it amongst some other food. But surprise, she's interrupted by the handsome man in the uniform coming into the shop. And yeah. it's fine everybody the food is for his cat <laughs> she's saving that cat she was for him. saving it for him yes i don't so like her back on the shelf <laughs> she is doing some kind of favoritism bs because she is liking this handsome guy and he's the kind of guy who gets everything handed to him because he's got a pretty face and a cute cat and no, i'm kidding it's fine <laughs> maybe he might i mean the, this this story does not tell you a lot about these characters <laughs> perhaps he does he seems nice enough I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm kidding. He is handsome. He's a pilot. He has a cute cat. Like, what more could you possibly want? Speaking as someone who is none of those things. <laughs> it doesn't have a cat. <laughs> That's why I said none of those things. None of them. When is our time? When are, when are the meek us going to inherit the earth, Danielle? <laughs> I don't know, Sam. Well, you just depressed I don't know. me. <laughs> Make a call into God. See what happens. <laughs> uh, hello? Oh, meow, 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 meow. I'm a cat. Got <laughs> Maybe it. Maybe you should get a cat. <laughs> or become a pilot. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I'll tell you. Speak Danielle, Korean. you became a pilot. Did that change your social status? Uh, yeah, I'm super cool now. Didn't well, you know? 
Dang it, Daniel, you've got me there. You don't know my life, Sam. Uh, <laughs> you say that every time, and every time I kind of do. <laughs> you do. It's terrible. All right, so he's a pilot, obviously, which was clear with his uniform, which has wings on it, Sam. Yay! I love wings. Tell me, is it a wing pin, or is it actually like cool wings that come out of his back? Because I would make no, my pilot to fight a... <laughs> It's a wing pin. This is not the futuristic style of pilot. No, if, I, if I was like, if I was running American Airlines or whatever, I would put like all the pilot uniforms. They'd have like little angel wings or whatever, come a bird wing coming out of the back of their suits just for fun. Like, it'd be very <laughs> no, uncomfortable. Unfortunately, not. Maybe it's in his suit jacket that he has to put on. I don't know. All right. So she asks him where he's flying off to, and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to Paris." And she's like, "Oh my gosh, that's on my bucket list. I've always wanted to go." And he says, "Maybe we'll get lucky and meet there." And he is not hitting on her, Sam. He just genuinely says it out loud <laughs> yeah but like if he was in on her he'd be like maybe i can make that happen as opposed to ah maybe we'll just bump into each other in paris sometime <laughs> like randomly even though you're working at a convenience store and clearly probably don't have the money to travel to paris <laughs> he's clearly brushing her off and i love it but he's not really in the story he's not brushing her off he's not hitting on her he's just saying it like it's a normal thing to say to somebody and it is not <laughs> Well, uh, I don't know what to expect as normal in this universe, Danielle. So far, all my entire understanding of this universe is lightning doesn't hurt you. It does not. And cats sing about their toe beans, so. Yes. I mean, I think they would. I Wouldn't you if you had toe beans? I totally would. I'd make such a good cat. <laughs> you do love to sleep all day and not move very much. <laughs> and eat. I mean, it's just like the best thing ever. Uh, cats have the best, man. I know. So she looks into the little cat box, which she had put up on the counter, and the cat is hangry, and it meows at her angrily. <laughs> yeah, no, it knows. It knows. And she moon-eyes the pilot as he leaves. It's like, bye, have a wonderful trip. See you next time. So flashback to a year ago. This time there's an actual flashback, and I know it's a flashback because it says one year ago, unlike earlier when who knew? <laughs> I'm glad they established that it's one year earlier from the convenience store scene, which is at some nebulous time relative to the opening of the show. Absolutely. So Miram is walking down a road and the pilot is behind her on the phone. They do not know each other at this point. And he suddenly notices that a woman is crying out as a stroller rolls down a hilly street. Of course. Oh, no. Is it full so of cans? He, no. So he pushes his cat carry into the girl's hands, Miram's hands, and dramatically runs up the street to like catchy music to collect this baby carriage as it's launched into the air for no reason whatsoever. It does not seem to hit anything that would launch it eight feet into the air, but it does. It the, flies through the air. The baby was popping a wheelie. That's what happened. <laughs> yes. So Tony Hawk's pro it. baby carriage. <laughs> He catches the baby carriage, he falls into the ground, he holds it up, and there's a dog inside. I was close oh, with the cans. Yeah, a little a little white puppy, and he holds it up, and he's like, you're so cute, I'm so glad I caught you. And he's like, the dog's all like, <laughs> To be honest, so Danielle, I would have rather catch a puppy than a baby. Yes, and everybody claps and is excited about it, and she's like, oh my gosh, that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I'm so in love with him. Why was she walking with him? She wasn't walking with him. She just happened to be on the sidewalk okay. as he was walking. Right. I wasn't sure if they, they were like, if there was some like, okay, I wasn't sure if there was a reason or just happenstance. Got it. I did say at the beginning, they did not know each other at the time. All right. Well, you know, I didn't know like what you meant by know each other. Like, okay, like they doesn't... have never met at this point in time. <laughs> So she looks at him in amazement and tells the cat, because she's holding this cat carrier that he threw at her, she tells the cat that he must be so happy to always be with him. This cat's going to get jealous of her. This is the whole plot, and that's why it hates her. <laughs> 
a little bit. Yeah. So meanwhile, back in real time, regular time, right now time, maybe. Uh, <laughs> relative to lightning time. <laughs> yeah, back to the convenience store. The pet hospital where he leaves his cat for overnight care while he's flying out is closed unexpectedly. And apparently he only has one friend and that one friend is out of town and cannot watch the cat. <laughs> okay. Now I'm starting to be suspicious. He may be handsome. He may be a pilot. He may have a very cute cat. But anyone who only has like one friend and only a cat, there's a reason they don't have more friends. Well, it sort of talks about it, but not really because this kind of story literally tells you nothing. <laughs> I'm just saying suspicious. It is very suspicious. He calls his friend. His friend can't watch him. He's out of town. And the guy's like, oh, no, what do I do? I don't have a single other person I know in this entire city, even though I've lived here over a year. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, people have to have dozens of friends every city they live in. I'm just saying it is suspect. Like, if I met someone who's like, I have not met anyone at all in my time, I'd be like, are, are you okay? Are you depressed? Is there, Can I help you in some way? Like, I'd be genuinely worried for them. Yeah. So he ends up going back to the convenience store to ask her if there's another pet hotel nearby since she works in the area and our girl miram ends up blurting out that she'd be happy to watch the cat for him of course uh, yeah i mean we all saw it coming so because it was in the is, description you sent me <laughs> this is one of my favorite parts too so he's like kind of tentative about it because it's his treasured beloved pet but he decides to yes pass it off to the stranger that he only knows in passing through the convenience store that he frequents and he gives her the cat Gives her his business card and is like, thanks so much. Bye. No instructions. No, like, no his instructions. name is Mr. Fluffy Butt or whatever. He doesn't get her address or her phone number. He just hands off his card to her. Like, he doesn't say, hey, you can watch him, watch him at my house. Apparently, the cat's going to her house. Which- when is he going to be back? <laughs> Uh, it's it's unclear. This this uh, show plays very loosey goosey with timelines. If I were, I'd be like, did you just did I just adopt a cat for the next six months? What's going <laughs> yeah. on here? Yeah, he like he gives her no information. Does not say when he's coming back. Doesn't say like it's gonna be a day. It's gonna be three. It's gonna be four. It seems to be several days that he's gone for some reason. I'm starting to really not like that. He doesn't seem like he has no <laughs> friends. He doesn't seem to care very much about his cat. He just pass off to a stranger with no like forethought. This guy does not seem reliable or. <laughs> but he's like obsessed watch. with his cat, which is the weird part because yeah. later on he's like really worried about his cat all of the time and yet just hands him off to a stranger and doesn't get any information I don't want him flying my plane. I'm going to say it. I don't think – I think his attention would not be on the plane. <laughs> I think his attention would be elsewhere because he's That's kind of flighty. pilot. Yeah. I'm going to argue that too because there are scenes with him in a plane and I'll tell you what. He's not flying. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm glad we're in agreement on his lack of uh, flying acumen. Yeah, the only thing that they talk about during this exchange is that the cast name is Natsume, and it's named after a famous author that they both like. And oh my gosh, they have something in common, Sam. <laughs> I mean, she could just lie about that. Like, oh yeah, I totally love Natsume. No, because she asks him, oh, like the author, blah, 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 I know, blah, I'm just blah, saying, blah. like, that's clearly an in. It's just a lie about that. <laughs> I mean, she could, but it, she doesn't. she's not really that kind of person. <laughs> oh, she's the kind of person who swoons at distance and hides cat food from her other customers to save yes. from the pretty boy she barely knows. Yes, absolutely. Great. So, so she far, takes the cat love home, all these characters. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they don't get better, okay? <laughs> so she takes the cat home, and I like. I have rarely seen a character as annoying as the mother in this TV show. I hate her. her I mother. hated her from the minute, yeah, the minute she opened her mouth. I was like, no, like <laughs> get her off my screen. <laughs> wow, that's very judgy, Danielle. <laughs> I really don't like her. I actually fast forwarded through her parts in the second rewatch. <laughs> 
That is impressive. She's really annoying. And so she immediately hates this cat. She hates the cat's name. She wants to get rid of the cat. She's afraid of the fur. Like, she has a fear reaction to the wait, fur. Wait, wait, she wants to get rid know. of it? Like, uh, we'll just throw that cat out. You know, you this exa- it's the exact conversation, Sam. It's bananas. She's like, I don't care where this cat came from. You can get it out of the house. And she's like, and her daughter never once says, like, I'm, I'm cat sitting. I'll only be here for a couple days. I'll keep it in my room. It's somebody else's cat. She's just like, no, be nice to the cat. That's like the also, only conversation. Also, to be fair to the mother, she did not agree to bring a cat into the house. Like, her daughter just like said, hey, surprise, here's an animal that's going to live with you. I did not discuss this with you. That's yeah, absolutely. not okay and that, like, it doesn't seem to be any conversation. Like, I would have just said, I'll keep it in my room. Like, don't worry about it. I won't let it into the rest of the house or whatever. But no, she doesn't do that. The cat just wanders the house and then the mom freaks out the entire show. Wow, these people are all like their worst enemies, aren't they? Yeah, and she seems particularly mad at her daughter for not this, but because her daughter doesn't have a man, quote unquote, or a quote unquote real job. And it seems like misplaced anger. <laughs> On the other hand, she does have a cat, so that's something. <laughs> I know, it's great. The dad's super chill. So, you know, oh, good. I guess it evens out. So meanwhile, the pilot is checking in on his cat. He's now in the plane. He's like texting and, her like, how's my cat? Yeah, and she's How'd super he get her excited. Number? I don't, Sam, I do not know. Okay. I'm assuming she must have texted him and said, here's my number since we did not exchange it <laughs> in the convenience store. I couldn't miss something. <laughs> no. And it cuts over to the guy with his co-pilot, the one that the actual pilot, he's the co-pilot. And the pilot seems to be piloting because, as I said, this guy, I don't see him once do anything piloty in the actual plane, which they show multiple times, them being in the plane. And you're a professional. You would know. And, <laughs> and I imagine they have to be very high up or have much cloud coverage because it looks like they're just in a darkened space that is sort of a cockpit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wonder why there were production reasons for that. <laughs> yeah. It's obviously not actually moving anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's great. They couldn't even, like, be bothered to, like, do the rear projection thing like they did in old movies when people drove cars. Yeah, no, not at all. It totally just looks like it's dark outside and therefore you can't see out the windows and it's only dark when they're flying. Love it. So the co- the pilot wants him to get his life together and, like, go on a date, stop worrying so much about his cat, get some friends, like, have a social life. <laughs> Do you know, fair. Yeah, totally. So that night, Miram wakes up suddenly, and she realizes that the cat has escaped out of an open window that she had opened earlier. Oh, no. I know. And it's raining. She's a terrible pet <laughs> owner. Like, very irresponsible. Well, a little bit, but cue the opening sequence. So she's running through the I rain. I mean, I figured. Blah, so it blah, was in the past. I figured it out. So she's <laughs> going to die. Series over. Yes, that's how it ends. Yeah, this is the end of the story. Okay. It should so, be. Only this time, once she gets hit by the lightning, she awakens the next morning. She's still on the street, and the cat is sitting next to her. So the cat came back the very, the very next, next day. day. <laughs> yeah, okay. I knew you were going there. Knew it. <laughs> and a male voice says, you're not dead. And she picks the cat up, and she's, like, hugging him. She's like, oh, my gosh, you're okay. I'm so happy. And the voice is like, get the heck out of my face. <laughs> And she pulls him back and is like, whoa, 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 wait a second. Are you the one that's talking? And Natsume, the cat, is like, yeah, obviously. Who else would it be? Wait. And then they realize that the other person can understand him and they both start to scream. Okay. Gosh, I have so many questions. <laughs> that's the cut. That's the end of the first episode, Sam. <laughs> Great. I love it. Is this a web series or is it like a... I don't know if it's a web series, but it is a short series. They're about half an hour episodes. And okay. for those who care, I am watching it or watched it on Viki, V-I-K-I. 
So it's available out there in the world. <laughs> my, my questions are, are thus. I'm assuming this is a psychic connection and not like in TV shows or movies where the cat like actually, you know, articulates its mouth moves and it has like somehow cats develop vocal cords to speak to humans. No, it's a psychic connection. Yeah. Okay. So is she... Which we'll get into in depth here in the next section. <laughs> my question is, is she then, is it her brain that is creating the male voice or... Does this cat imagine itself as like a deep man's voice? Because uh, wild. This cat 100% is a middle-aged angry man. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, great. I just want to establish where that voice is coming from. <laughs> yeah, if she's, I mean, maybe she's hallucinating this entire experience. There's no proof to the contrary. But if she is, it's because the cat is like nine years old and in the story, I think. And is like a middle-aged cranky man and absolutely is a middle-aged cranky man in the story. Works for me. The man's voice, Sam. The man's voice. I got, I mean, I, I got Danielle. Title. It, I figured it out. Episode two opens. She's at the vet's office and she's telling them that the cat talks. <laughs> Why? Why do people do this? <laughs> I don't know. Sam, you're going to hate this part because I hated this part because it's completely irrational and you wouldn't do this and I wouldn't do this. <laughs> this is like that old uh, uh, Looney Tunes thing with the frog that's like, oh, the frog talks and we'll talk to him about the person who like has it and keeps on trying. And it's like, dude, give up. This is 100% what's going on. She's telling the two people the vets off. She's like, this cat is speaking. And that goes over exactly as well as you'd expect. The vets are like, okay, crazy pants, like... You you have problems, but that's fine. You know, what? why don't you go over to the medical hospital that's across the street and talk to them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be my first step, too. And Miriam explains to them that he, he doesn't just understand speech, but he can also read your mind as well. That's way creepier. I mean... Is it? It gets creepy. <laughs> I do not want a cat or anything else reading my mind. That's terribly invasive. I don't even want to read it, my own mind often It enough. gets worse because the cat can't just read Miriam's mind... You can also read everybody's mind. Anybody's oh, no. mind. Oh, no, 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 no. This is going to make me so paranoid about all cats ever. No, 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 no. Yeah. So it opens the idea that cats apparently can read minds. I did not like this. I did not like this at all. No more no more cat reading minds. I'm done. <laughs> the best part, if you think about it, the idea that cats can read minds is that cats do not care. No. Well, I mean, there was that like study, and I don't know how you know, good it was, but at least it made the rounds in, in media about how there was a study that cats recognize their name, but just choose not to respond to them. It's 100% this story. I actually enjoyed this almost, I didn't even, I didn't think it was as funny as it was the first time through. The second time through, I realized how much of the writing is so cat-like that I was like funnier to listen to when I was <laughs> writing it down. I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what cats do and think. Great. So she tries to convince people she's talking to a cat and that does not go well i i assume it does not and the cat thinks it's really funny like he's just cracking up he's like I oh would, man yeah. this is not gonna work out for you because <laughs> even the, look if you're being outsmarted by a cat you gotta reevaluate your life choices her entire this entire story is just her being outsmarted by a cat it's impressive actually it's like a tom and jerry cartoon <laughs> wild but vice versa so she then does go to the doctor's offices i assume cross the way and tells them the same hey, thing i was struck and by he lightning you might want to take a look at that eh yeah she doesn't i don't think she tells him that she was struck by lightning why maybe like maybe it's a cut scene like because it kind of goes into the like in the middle of all these scenes it drops you into them but she seems to just be saying no really the cat talks i can understand the cat the cat can understand me <laughs> no right so the doctor thinks she's having some kind of delusional you know breakdown so now she's 
half convinced she's just hallucinating and she's trying to ignore him. But as I said, this cat is a middle-aged cranky dude. And he, as they're waiting for the bus to come up, he decides that his, her nickname is Ugly. So he just starts calling her Ugly. <laughs> oh, that's just mean and not very <laughs> He's creative. Mean. He's not very nice. So he repeats it dozens of times trying to get her attention. He's like, Ugly, 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 until she breaks down and she's like, like yelling at him. Yeah, and all of the bus passengers are like frightened by her. So she finally makes it home and she immediately decides to tell her family about the cat. Okay, first <laughs> off, that's going to go about as well as it does to the doctor's office. Because, <laughs> and <duh>. the vet. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if I was this cat, right? And I realized I was literally at the mercy of this giant, compared to me, animal that could end me or turn me out in the street. I wouldn't be so caustic or cruel to them when they held my life literally in their hands. This is great because this jumps ahead just a tiny little bit because multiple things happen where she easily could get the upper hand. As you just said, she's in charge. In real life, she's in charge of this cat. This cat has like no control over anything going oh, on in his oh, life. Oh, you want to be mean? You're not getting fed tonight. Exactly. And she never plays that card. And I do not understand it because he's such a jerk. <laughs> And I like immediately would have been like, okay, then you're going back to the pet hotel. Suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> oh, you're going to stay in your crate all night or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like there's so many ways to make this cat have a terrible experience with you and no. <laughs> like she just does everything he says. It's this insane. is a terrible power dynamic. He just, I mean, I feel like almost bad for her now that she has no self-esteem to stick up for herself. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. I, it's, it's perplexing. I was, this is one of the things that bugged me the first time I watched it was like, wait, why would she do any of these things with a cat? <laughs> it's just a cat. Like, it can't, like, ruin you. Fin- it, can't, it can't talk to the man. So I could be like, oh, she mistreated me or whatever. Yeah, you think the cat would be glad somebody understands it. <laughs> Wild. Crazy. So she's about to tell her parents about that. She's like, do you trust me? You know, like trying to talk herself into telling them. The cat's like, oh, I'm sure this is going to go over. Well, yeah, go ahead. Tell your mom and dad. Yeah, you listen to the cat for once, lady. Yeah, she he thinks it's funny. And she finally ends up chickening out just as her mom gets more and more dramatic over what she's about to reveal because there's this huge build up to it. And she's like, I'm never mind. And <laughs> yeah, the cat's know, the like father. All these things. So she ends up taking Natsume to her room and the cat asks her what kind of life she's lived so far that nobody believes her. Uh, A very normal life. No offense to anyone out here, especially you, Danielle, but if you came up to me and said, hey, I can talk to cats now, I would not immediately believe you. That's totally fair. I thought it was a funny line, though. (laughs) Uh, And then he tells her that she should accept that that she has problems and try to better herself because that's how you improve yourself. I mean, solid advice, not gonna lie. And then he's like, I'm hungry, and I should be well taken care of. I'm starving, get me some food. (laughs) And that's when I say, be nice or no. Yeah, no, so he's super bossy, and she finally explodes, and she's like, you're a psychopath in the body of a cat, and she throws him outside the room. Okay, so that's, you know, score one for AT. It doesn't last long. So she throws him outside the room, and immediately the pilot calls, and she hides the phone under her pillow until it stops ringing. Because apparently the reject call button is too confusing. <laughs> yeah, like, and he texts her telling him to call when she's not busy. And she goes, she finally picks up her phone and she's going through s- several text replies trying to figure out how to tell him that she can't take care of his cat. Like, you know, like, oh, your cat needs to go to the hospital. No, there's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with your cat. There's like all these things. 
So we flash to the pilot, who now assumedly is in Paris, which is really just a park with some blonde people in it. I mean, yeah, that's Paris. You've been there. (laughs) Yeah, it gives it a very real Parisian feeling. Blonde people, some grass, a tree, maybe a bench. That's basically all there is to Paris. Yep, that's about it. I didn't even see a bench, though maybe there was one in there. Oh, well, that's not Paris then. They gotta have a bench. Flashback to a cat's view of a woman looking into a box. And it's a baby Natsume. He's so cute. He's a little tiny fluff ball. And the girl rushes out okay, and yeah, stops yeah. <laughs> and stops Tewa, who's on the, the street, asking if he can help take care of a kitten. And she's like in her 20s. I don't know why she can't figure out how to get this kitten to a vet by herself. But she stops a random stranger on the street to be like, can you help me with this kitten? Oh, okay. So they take this super cute cat to the vet as it's injured and abandoned. And the two of them are clearly having some feels for each other. So apparently Tewa was in love with the person who helped find the cat. So she found this cat in a box on the streets. Like, hey, can you help me with it? Yes. Got and it. he's like, yeah, I guess. And now the two of them are, I assume, are in love because mm, you never see her again. <laughs> I guess it was a whirlwind romance that ended in Paris. <laughs> it's it's referenced. It's a very odd story. Okay. So meanwhile, Natsume is having the time of his life. So the dad is sharing some dried snacks with him while the mom is freaking out in the background. She's using packing tape to like clean up all the fur and yelling about it. I mean, I guess, sure. <laughs> She's not even allergic. It's just that she doesn't want the fur on stuff. And the cat asks the dad if the mom ever shuts up that it must be tough being her husband. <laughs> Not that the dad can understand her, but it's pretty funny. (laughs) He's also demanding real food and fish and finally gets super upset that he won't get like real food. He doesn't want the snacks and he huffs off. So that's fine. Oh yeah, because like, oh, this one girl can understand me. I'm doing so well with her. Maybe the dad can't too. He knows that he can't understand him. He's just like, all you humans are the same. Nobody will give me real fish. And just to take a moment here, Danielle, and I think we've had this conversation before in the Starlight Barking mm-hmm. and other animal-centric episodes where the concept of animals having like human-level intelligence is horrifying for society <laughs> on many levels. It is. Do we ever learn if it's just this cat that seems to nope. have like a freak or is it a, all animals? Okay, so there's only one other scene with animals in the future and there's like three other cats involved. They all speak to that cat, which maybe assumes that they could speak if somebody could understand them. Okay, well, this is clearly a dystopian nightmare. And they're all psychic. I hate it. Nope. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's implied that maybe they all can have full conversations, at least with each other. What a horror show, Danielle. What a horror show you've brought to me. (laughs) But it never comes up. Miriam's not even like, huh, if this cat can speak, I wonder if other animals can speak. No, it doesn't even come up. What is with her? The implications of this are huge. No, she's uh, very concerned about the fact she gets, she spends several episodes just being highly stressed about the fact that she can understand this cat. And I don't know why she's so crazed by the idea. Like, yes, it's weird. Yeah. But it's, it happened. So move on. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Deal with it, basically. Yeah. Like, you can't change it. And you know, it was probably from that lightning strike. So what are you going to do? Go back out and get struck by lightning again? <laughs> like, I mean, apparently it doesn't hurt. So might as well. Maybe it feels good. And also, you think that if you could suddenly talk to one cat, you might be deeply concerned that you could talk to other animals. I would go around talking to other animals. You got <laughs> to try them out, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. So Miriam has finally called the pilot back and has decided to tell him that something's come up in her personal life, so she has to drop the cat off at the hotel. Which is totally and, fine. Like, he knows the hotel. Which is fine. And I don't understand why that wasn't even the problem solving in the beginning. It was like, okay, could you watch him for the day? And tomorrow when the pet hotel is probably open again, could you take him to the pet hotel? Like, that yeah. would have been the best problem solving. <laughs> and I'll give you, like, you know, 200 yen or whatever for your trouble. Yeah, I, like, I I'll give you money. Oh, no, it's not yen in Korea. I feel bad about it's that. Not. Sorry. No. <laughs> take take it back it's okay that's what editing is for <laughs> i'm ignorant i don't watch korean dramas i don't know what the currency is no so yeah she called he and he obviously paid her for something because it's referenced later in the show but she does end up spending a bunch of her own money and i don't understand why no crazy so she packs up everything and when natsume demands that she open the bedroom door and let him back in because she should treat him better because he's an expensive breed and deserves the best <laughs> she could just say figure it out yourself dumb dumb <laughs> So, and she's like, you're nothing but a cat. Shut up. And he asks her if she's not heard of the Persian Empire because he is a Persian cat and was cherished by King Darius himself. And his breed still carries on. He deserves appreciation and attention since he is supported by royalty. Oh, boy. There's some real flawed logic there, especially given the history of Persia. (laughs) Yes, but he runs with it. He's like, you should be honored that such a noble breed is staying with you. Which I feel like is a straight up cat. Like, that's exactly what I mean. That is very cat. I mean, good thing he didn't come from like Egypt because oof. (laughs) It's great. So she tells him she'll show him how much she appreciates him. And the next scene is the cat being carted off in his carrier to the hotel. (laughs) Perfect. End of the the show. Done. It is. And the camera work on the cat's gold because the cat is wide-eyed and obviously given like some peanut butter or something because it's spazzing out. Like it keeps opening its mouth and like its eyes are wide and it's licking and it's like, what is this? (laughs) And it's yelling at her like, get me out of here. (laughs) (laughs) See, at this point, I real if I were the cat, I'd be like, well, clearly I got to be nicer. (laughs) You would think so. So he gives her the sob story. He's like, I can't go back to the hotel. Everybody there is so mean to me. They don't understand me. I have no friends. Oh, they're all mean to you and you're mean to me. So lonely. (laughs) Maybe if you want people to be nice to you, you should be nice to them. Yeah, exactly. That's not the lesson learned in the story. And this is really long. Clearly the lesson is cats are monsters and creepy and read your thoughts and cannot be trusted. Which I feel like is true to life. So, you know, there's that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so this is really long, pitiful cat meow, and it was funny because my cat was sleeping next to me, and it was, the cat meow happened on the TV. She like her, she like jerked open with her eyes and was like, "What is that noise? Is there another cat here? I must kill it." <laughs> it was funny. So there's a voice of her mom as this cat's whining and telling her a pitiful story about being so lonely at the pet hotel. There's a voiceover of her mom telling her that it makes sense that nobody would hire her. She's basically like pathetic and a loner and, and it kind of parallels the story that this cat's supposedly telling her. What a good mom. I know. She's a terrible mother. I hate her. Oh, I hate her. <laughs> So she looks swayed for a minute. You can tell that she's getting conned by the story. And, and she finally looks him into looks into the crate and she's like, okay, I won't take you back. And then there's this pause and she starts to laugh and she goes, is that what you wanted me to say? I can act too. Ha! <laughs> wow, they're both That's terrible. Like, no. Great. <laughs> so meanwhile, Tewa's uh, takeaway from the conversation where she said, I have something personal going on and I need to take your cat to the, the hotel is that she is having huge issues with the cat and it's the cat's fault that he has to go back to the hotel and so he's deeply worried about this experience. Uh? 
I don't know, Sam. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Why is that your first conclusion? I don't know. But that's what he he runs with. He's even telling his co-pilot about it. Like he's like, oh. I'm worried. There's a big a big problem with the cat. And I was like, No, she said something was going on in her life. <laughs> Maybe the woman you dumped your cat on actually has other stuff in her life and can't take care of a cat. Yeah, crazy. I don't know why his thought was, oh my gosh, the cat's being a holy terror, which it is, but that's not the point. (laughs) Maybe he knows the cat. And I don't know why he's that concerned about it anyways, because the cat's just going to the pet hotel where he always goes. So it's like no harm, no foul, you know, who cares? Yeah, no, this is where he's going to take it there anyway. So why is he freaking out? Worried about it. I don't know. So she's taking him to the the pet hotel and she ends up getting called into work suddenly. And so while she's in the store, uh, she you know puts the cat carrier up behind her and is going to take him after work. And he, Natsume keeps talking and is like trying to get her attention. She's ignoring him. She's you know, doing the humming noise thing, trying to get him out of her out of her head because he can't. She can't unhear him. <laughs> right, of course. And this super odd guy comes into the store and he's clearly being a little lascivious and he asks for help finding something in an aisle and Natsume suddenly gets worried. He's like, don't go over there. He's got bad intentions. He's got a bad vibe. Don't like him. Don't do it. And So why girl, is the cat helping her all of a sudden? I think he... Okay, Sam, this story does not ever explain the emotional state of the cat. Okay. <laughs> but I assume... Maybe I'm assuming too much about cats having an emotional state. Yeah, I'm assuming that he kind of likes her, at least likes her better than he likes the pet hotel. So he doesn't want to necessarily see see her hurt, but he doesn't actually, like, he wants to get all the things that he wants, but likes her enough that he doesn't want to see her hurt. Does that make sense? I got I, it. I think, because it's never clear in the story. I mean, the- you can not like somebody and not want to actually see them come to harm. Yeah, exactly. So she ignores him because, I don't know, I would probably trust the cat who could read people's minds, but what do I know? <laughs> when he suddenly is like, don't do it, that's a bad idea. <laughs> Usually having the ability to read minds does give you a leg up on somebody's nefarious intentions. <laughs> Exactly. So sure enough, she goes over and she's helping this guy try to find whatever it was in the aisle. And the guy casually gropes her butt and tries to play it off as being like the aisle is, you know, too tight and it was a small fit. And then, uh, I've heard that before. Oh, my gosh. He asks. It's so he's so strange. He asks <laughs> for the things adults use, quote unquote, which I can only assume means condoms, but they never say the word in the story. I'm going to suggest, you know, checkbooks, but <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, it seems implied, you know, like the things I want one that like tastes good or whatever he says. Like it's a really weird, the way he phrases it is so strange. And Natsume is like, like, eat it? I don't know. And Natsume tells her to get her act together because the face that she's making is the one that he wants to see. Like he's trying to freak her out and she's freaking out. And he's like, he she goes around to all the stores and does this to all the clerks there. You need to stop making that face at him because he likes it. And she grabs what I assume are regular size condoms. You don't really, you do see it at the package at one point, but again, it's in Korean, so I don't know, but I'm assuming it's condoms. And he gets mad, the guy who is trying to buy them, telling her partly in English for reasons unknown, I don't know why, <laughs> that he needs a bigger size because he's a large man and obviously he wouldn't need just a regular size condom. Oh gosh, large size condoms <laughs> are the biggest scam. I know. And the cat yells, he's like, he needs an extra, extra small. <laughs> Which is funny. She tells him that they don't have them there and he gets like angry at her. And he says the phrase in English, what are you talking about then? 
I don't know why he keeps throwing English phrases in. And she loses it and starts yelling at him about how she knows he does this at all the stores and she doesn't have to take this from him. And he gets angry at her and he tries to get past the counter to get at her. You know, it's one of those flip counters Uh that you can open and close. So he's like pulling at the counter trying to get at Miram. And she falls backwards as he kind of pounces forward on her and she knocks the cat carrier open, which allows Natsume to escape. And he explodes from the carrier and jumps on the guy, knocking him over and he runs off into what the kind of cat carrier is that easy to open i don't know it's one of those push button ones so it's like the okay. i think she and she kids it pretty hard so i think it just i don't think in real life it would have opened but you could you're like okay sure it opened okay great <laughs> you believe the scene so natsume like turns and looks at her with this like slow cat blink and he's, he's like, like i told you so <laughs> he's like i only did that so you'll be mine <laughs> which is a send up of basically any korean rom-com that's <laughs> so creepy I know, it's funny. And then he laughs hysterically. He thinks it's hysterical. And then says, all that work made me hungry. I'm going to need some food. High protein, low fat. <laughs> well, uh, he's very demanding for a oh, cat that he He's was, super demanding. Like, for someone who was trying to convince this woman not to throw him out of her house, maybe don't be a jerk immediately. <laughs> yeah, so eventually they go back to the, the house. Spoiler, she does not send him to the pet hotel. And he... Like, this would be the time to be like, okay, here are the rules. Like, I appreciate you helping me, but these are the these are the ground yeah, rules. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll treat you well if you treat me well. Kind of, kind of things. But no, she doesn't do that. And I don't understand why. Again, she has the upper hand. <laughs> she literally can get rid of him whenever she wants. <laughs> yeah, crazy. You already know that, like, even if he was elaborating on that story and, you know, hyperbolizing it, like, he clearly doesn't want to go back to the pet hotel. So, meanwhile, back in the fake sky, the pilot is very <laughs> relieved that uh, the cat's not going back to the pet hotel. Is she texting this pilot while he's flying? Yeah. Crazy, right? <laughs> Maybe the rules are different in Korea and Paris. I, uh, but uh, also, I you know, have trouble getting the signal here on the ground in some places. <laughs> insane and i'm like maybe he's a magic phone i don't know sam but he has a lot of conversations while he's in the cockpit of that plane i don't see how that would work but okay me either so he looks very relieved he like sighs and his smiles and the the pilot that he's working with is like oh everything must have worked out with your cat because <laughs> he barely knows this guy pretty well <laughs> This guy is too concerned about his cat and comes to all the wrong conclusions. Like, <laughs> I mean, he comes to the right conclusions, but in completely the wrong way. He should not be coming to those conclusions. He has no character development. This is like, I love this guy. <laughs> He's so funny. Like eight episodes. This is an eight episode show. We're probably in like the third episode now. I stopped keeping track at some point. But like, he, you, by the end of it, you're still like, who is this dude? <laughs> like, <laughs> So Tewa tells like, the pilot about the convenience store girl having his cat. And the co-pilot guy assumes, oh, he's like, oh, you must be into her because you wouldn't just leave your cat with a complete stranger. No, he would. He would absolutely leave his cat <laughs> with a complete stranger. Apparently he would. So back on the ground, Natsume asks if his butler has texted her yet, which is what he calls Tewa. <laughs> I love it. That's a very cat thing, too. I, I get I it. Know. And she's like, I'm not telling you. And he tells her that if she's ugly, she has to be nice. And if she's neither, she has to be honest. <laughs> but he's so mean to her. Why? All, she- <laughs> all, all I would say is pet hotel time. I know. But all she does is, is sit there and she can at least go get some snacks. And he tries to guilt her by like, I saved you. Don't you like, shouldn't I deserve some snacks at the very least? 
And because of this and the fact that his owners are on quite a love, she should go get him some treats. And she's like weirdly convinced by these two arguments. That's not convincing. I am not convinced by those arguments. I'm not. Like I, in my notes, I'm like, I would tell him if he didn't get less sassy, he'd be going back to the pet hotel. <laughs> like, yeah, like seriously, you have the ability to remove him from your presence. He cannot do the same to you. He can't even open a door. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Like this plot's insane. This is the reason I never really liked Tom and Jerry cartoons, among other types of cartoons. Sometimes, like, when there is one person who is being continually abused by the other person, when they shouldn't necessarily be doing that. Like, not even that, like, the cat should be able to get the mouse. Like, Tom should be able to get Jerry or whatever. But, like, the fact that this mouse is constantly abusing this cat, who is not necessarily a nice person, but just feels like, I don't like any of these people. Why am I watching this? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. And the cat occasionally does some nice things. Like It was nice that the cat, you know, attacked the guy, I guess. It gives him a couple of points and allows him to get through the next scene or two. (laughs) But, like, it doesn't matter if they're completely unpleasant all the time they're with each other. Right. And I agree. Kind of like what you said about earlier is that the power dynamics way off and it's not fair. And it shouldn't be. Like, it should probably be a semi-equal power balance. Right. So, anyway, weird. Yeah. So the next day, she's buying him some some gourmet treats. And it's like, like I said earlier, it's like the pilot didn't leave her any money for anything, even though later he says, you know, I'll pay you double what I paid you before. But she's the one, she's complaining that it's so expensive to buy these gourmet treats. So I can't tell if he just left her, you know, just enough money to cover the basics or if he... Or she's like billing him. Yeah, like it's crazy. I don't, like, I don't understand the money. I would bill him, obviously. Yeah, I'd say your cat needs gourmet treats. (laughs) And he seems like the kind of guy who would probably buy his cat gourmet treats. So I don't know. I don't think he would have be offended by that. Yeah. I mean, he does seem to care more about that cat than flying the planes he's in. Oh, he's not flying at all, Sam. He's just sitting there talking about it and looking at his phone. Not <laughs> once you see him look away from his phone. <laughs> oh, bummer. Terrible pilot. So back at home, Natsume has found this other woman that's in the house, that's in a house. Okay, I get, I got really confused at this point. I'll explain later. But okay. <laughs> there's a woman that's in this house, and she seems to be watching him while Miram's at work. And he really likes this woman because she gives him lots of massages and pets, and he's, like, very into her. <laughs> creepy. Yeah, he's a little creepy. <laughs> and so he is hanging out with her until Miram comes home with the treats. And she has this bizarre tendency. Like, she comes in, and then she'll start talking to the cat, even though there's other people in the space, which I don't know why it's so hard to not talk to the cat, the sentient cat. Like, just pretend like it's not there. (laughs) Right. Just be like, or, you know, talk to it like people talk to cats. Give it, like, a baby voice. Yeah, like, here's your treats, little baby. (laughs) Like, it's not that hard. (laughs) Also, it would really tick off the cat if you did that. It would be funny. I know. But no, she, like, she'll sometimes have full conversations with the cat in front of people, and the other people are looking at her like, oh my gosh, are you okay? <laughs> no, that's just like rookie mistake. Yeah. And so he's he's complaining. She opens the can of cat food that she bought and he's complaining. He's like, this is why you're single because you won't buy me more cat treats. You're not very generous. <laughs> I don't see the relationship between cat treats and getting a date, but I'm not a cat. So <laughs> what do I know? being obnoxious. And so she decides, I do not understand this woman. She decides to tell this friend of hers that she can talk to cats. Why does she keep doing that? It doesn't work any time. Sam, I don't know. (laughs) She tries to tell everybody in her life that she can talk to this animal, and I don't understand why. I don't think I would tell a single person. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't until I had, like, some kind of understanding of the phenomenon or a way to prove it. Right. Okay. So 
she decides that she's going to prove it to this woman. So I don't know this woman's name. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know if it ever comes up in the story. <laughs> her friend thinks that she's losing her mind and is very concerned about her. And her, and Miriam's like, no, I can prove it. Like, well, it's, and she does the mind reading trick. Like, think of a number and the cat will tell me the number and I'll tell you what the number is you're thinking of. Because he can read your mind. Okay. And Natsume plays along and is like, yeah, she's thinking of the number three. Basically, so Miriam, the wrong numbers, obviously. Yeah, so Miriam guesses it and her friend is like, no, thinking of the number one. And Natsume is like, oh, oops, I was sidetracked. Sorry, totally got, you know, waylaid. And then she's like, okay, well, think of a word then. Think of a word. And the friend is thinking of something. And the cat's like, rice. He goes, oh, no, it's rice bowl. So she says rice bowl. And the woman looks at her like she's crazy. And the cat, and the cat's like, no, no, it's your ugly. <laughs> Miriam freaks out yelling at the cat and he laughs and tells her like we talked about this earlier it's a secret I'm not going to tell other people that I can talk to you that's crazy why, why did would I do she that? think he would play along with this <laughs> I don't know so and he just is, she's like screaming at him he just blinks at her and the friend's kind of scared for her and it's like okay yep you can talk to the cat honey let's go get some food in you like you clearly need some nourishment your brain's going wonky <sighs> this woman everything. is confounding it's wild. So the next day or later, who knows, she's uh, back at the <laughs> convenience store. <laughs> How long was this pilot out of town? I don't know, Sam. It's like years. <laughs> like, years. So you remember that dude from the beginning who eyed her and I said maybe it's a romantic interest because he's like clearly a little moon eyed at her. Does he show up? Yeah. So he shows up and he asks her out as he's checking out and getting his, his stuff that he ordered. And as she's about to say yes, like she's like, oh my, oh my gosh, somebody's asking me out. And she's about to say yes. The pilot ends up walking back into the store and I've never seen anybody get denied so fast in my entire life. She's like, nope, I'm super busy tonight and forever. Bye. <laughs> oh no, I feel bad for him. Just be- I know, he disappears. <laughs> he's she's like, oh, the worst. Okay, bye. She's <laughs> terrible. I do not like her. <laughs> it's really funny though. Because you're like, oh, it's a second lead. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I'm glad it's not a love triangle, but she's also a terrible person. A little bit. Uh, and he, he comes in, and he's like, oh, where's Natsume? And I'm like, why would he be at the convenience store, pilot it's dude? It's a cat. Why? Why'd you bring yeah. your cat? Like, there's got to be a san- – I mean, I know we have bodega cats and stuff out here, but why? It seems like it'd be a sanitary issue. No, and like every time she's been at the convenience store, he's always been in his crate. She hasn't let him out. Okay, that's good. Yeah, and she tells him he's home with her sister because apparently that other girl that was in the house is is her sister, which I did not figure out at all because oh. I had not seen her with the family. <laughs> so I just thought Mystery it was a random person in the house. He's got to put two and two together. Clearly, you just weren't paying attention. I wasn't because there was even a scene earlier, like when she runs out to find the cat in the in the storm. There's a scene where that same person like walks past the bedroom looking all sleepy and is like, huh, I wonder where she went and then goes back to bed, which clearly she's not concerned about the fact that her sister's missing at 2 a.m. or something. She's an adult. She maybe she's not having a fling. <laughs> and I did not connect to the fact that, oh, that must be somebody who's related to her. <laughs> I can't really blame the show on this one, Danielle. It's on you. (laughs) It was wild. So he wants to know if Natsume gave her a hard time, but she's like, oh, no, he was totally fine. It was just a personal matter. I had a cold, she says, because, like, apparently you can't take care of a cat when you have a cold. You don't want to get the cat sick, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, colds do make it very hard to take care of cats. And then he, he offers, he's like, let me buy you a drink, basically, to, like you know, to thank you for helping out. And then he slow motion drinks what I assume is a coffee, which he he's like, drink with me. It's weird that I'm the only one drinking. She's like, oh, I can't drink due to it being work hours. I, I think it's just a coffee because later he says, like that coffee that we had at your shop. 
So he, like, he buys her a drink by buying her, like, like, not later, but, like, now let me get you a drink here in the place where you're working. Or, yeah, like, during your break or that something. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's so weird. He's like, let me buy you a drink and be like, let's go later when we can actually, like, you know, have a conversation and you're not working. I know. But, no, and I thought it was, like, an alcoholic beverage that maybe he had bought her. And I was like, that's kind of weird. She's on working hours. But it turns out it's just a coffee. And then she can't drink it anyway. And I'm wondering if that's a Korean thing or if it's just this weird freaking show thing. <laughs> Boy. That's, I mean, I don't understand why he's inviting her to a drink during work hours. That's like the worst. Know. No. I think it might have just been more of like, oh, you're going on break. Let me get you. You let me buy you a drink. Okay. But then she doesn't drink it. So why does she say yes to the drink? And why can't she drink the, the canned coffee? I don't know. These are all mysteries, Danielle, that I cannot solve. I know. It's crazy. So meanwhile, back at the house, the sister friend person is playing toy on a stick with Natsume and babbling about how they used to call Miriam Goblin. It's a play on her name. And Natsume is getting really annoyed that she's being so chatty while he's trying to focus on attacking the toy. <laughs> I never like, really thought that focus. cats would get annoyed by, <laughs> but like, I, I think they would love like the toy stuff, but what do I know? Uh, he loves the toy. He doesn't like that she's not focusing on the toy play so that it's like, he's like, this is a very important endeavor and you're not putting your full effort into it. <laughs> okay. Well, that makes sense. That tracks. <laughs> That's what he's mad at. He's like, he's like, come on, you have to take this seriously. And Miriam arrives home and he's delighted. She's like, he's like, Goblin, you're home. Come swing this toy for me. And she picks him up and she's like, okay, we have to brush you like right now. You need to look presentable. And he's like, no, why? I hate that Goblin. Don't make me. I'm perfect just as I am now. <laughs> I mean, cats do think that. Again, I can't find fault with the cat logic. I know. That's why this show was funnier on second watch when I wrote down all the cat lines. Because I was like, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is exactly what a cat's like. The cat annoyed me in the first run, and then when I wrote them all down, it's like, oh no, this is a cat. <laughs> they had it. <laughs> and then she suddenly realizes that the cat keeps calling her Goblin, and she's like, wait, how do you know my nickname? And he, she accuses her sister of telling him things that she shouldn't, and pulls her hair, and they get into a little fight, and then she storms off. And also, it's your sister's talking to a cat, like, what? Did, what? <laughs> So the, yeah, but the sister told. I know, I get that, but like, no one to be like, "How dare you tell a cat my nickname?" <laughs> like, right. Something- and so they get into the fight, and then she storms off, and the sister is like super perplexed about how she knew that she told the cat in the first place, which is funny because she just told you that the she could understand the cat. I know you wouldn't necessarily believe that, but that is pretty convincing evidence. <laughs> it's something. I'd be like, huh, maybe she can talk to the cat. I'd also be like, who cares? It's a cat. I don't care. I can tell the cat anything. <laughs> it's true. But she really, really hates that the cat can read her mind and know stuff about her. Well, no. I mean, I would hate if anyone could read my mind. That'd be horrifying. Yeah, it would be terrible. So to be honest, during the scene, she's brushing the cat. And the real cat in the story, like the cat that's acting, is very chill about the fact that it's being it's being brushed. <laughs> Yeah, cats don't mind necessarily being brushed. Some no, other. and she's like, she grasps his head. She's got like his whole head in her hand and she's just brushing him. The cat's like, hmm, I love being brushed. You can tell in real life the cat's into it. But the voice of the guy is like, I hate this. Stop it. <laughs> that, that's not terribly cat-like. <laughs> He's trying to talk her into being his permanent sitter instead of going back to the, the pet hotel. And she's like, no, I don't ever want to see you again. What's in it for her? Yeah. Yeah. And he tells her, he'll tell her how to win Tewa's heart if she watches him. Like, I'll oh, give you intel on my owner. 
if you're a good if you're a good pet sitter. Oh, this is so creepy. I don't like it. <laughs> and so she's kind of like contemplating this. And on her way to dropping off Natsume with Tewa, she debates on whether or not she should tell him that she can talk to his cat. Don't again. tell him. <laughs> what has this like, ever gone well for you? Like, stop telling people you can talk to cat. It never ever ends well. It's bizarre. It's like five different people she's trying to tell this to. Does she does she not understand like cause and effect? <laughs> or like nobody can talk to a cat. So telling people you can talk to a cat is bananas. Do not do it. <laughs> no, it's the worst idea. So she's waiting for him in the lobby of his apartment building and she tells Natsume, he's like, she's like, you cannot bother me. You cannot talk when Tewa is around. Like, like if you screw this up for me, I swear to God, I will never bet at you ever. And he starts singing loudly off key, but stops immediately when Tewa appears. Good. I'm glad she finally asserted her dominance. <laughs> so she's like, cool, here's your cat. Bye. And because she's very awkward and he's like, oh, no, no, no. Come in for some tea. Like you didn't get to drink your coffee earlier. Like, come on up. And she's surprised, but she's like very excited. Like, oh, my gosh, the person I have a crush on wants me to come up to his apartment. Oh, please tell me his apartment's just like a total pigsty. <laughs> no, it's great. It's beautiful. He's never home, Sam. <laughs> the cat yeah, in this weird... Yeah, that'd be It would be. But the cat in this weird about turn is like, yeah, you should come in. And I was like, what? He hates her. <laughs> like, I don't well, understand I mean, the cat's emotions in this. I mean, does he, if he wants her to babysit him more, like instead of going to the uh, the pet hotel, then obviously he's going to want... He should be thinking about ingratiating. Like, that makes sense to me. It kind of does, except that he goes back and forth. So like one minute he's kind of like nice to her or I maybe mean, not nice, but just like, you know, apathetic or kind enough to her and the next scene he's like really angry at her again and you're like okay you gotta like pick a lane buddy (laughs) yeah also if you want to get her to do this favor for you you can't just be a jerk to her you're right and he doesn't ever seem to go maybe i should be nicer to this pet sitter It's like he's pushing her as much as he can. So in the elevator up to his apartment, they're just sitting, kind of standing there awkwardly as it goes up. And suddenly Tewa puts the cat carrier down and turns, like grabs Miram and turns her around and presses her against the wall. And she does this super awkward thing, which like kisses him all over his face, like the cheek, the cheek, the ears, the head, the forehead, the nose. I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) She's like, let me, let me just do an uh, statistical model of like trying to find out like <laughs> if I kiss randomly, I'll eventually hit the lips. And the great part is, I like, I'm sure the scene wasn't supposed to quite look the way it did, but like the actor that's being kissed all over his face, it has like this expression, like he's like very uncomfortable with this particular part of the scene. Yeah, <laughs> I would like, be too. Oh, stop. And then they start to make out, of course. But psych, it's actually a daydream, and she's acting it out in the elevator, as people do. No, no one does that ever. <laughs> that only in tv shows so she's like waving her arms around a little bit like an octopus and the cat interrupts her and is like what the heck are you doing stop i mean (laughs) good guy cat helping her out yeah and tewa like so funny this scene's so funny so tewa mimics the action a little bit like he does the move and it's like what was that what were you doing and she thought it was a new dance craze (laughs) and the cat's like you were so into that Okay, couple of things. <laughs> I laughed out loud. It was like the first time I laughed out loud in the whole series. <laughs> first, if you're going to have a daydream when you're making out with your crush, why do you make yourself the worst kisser possible in your own daydream? It's <laughs> terrible. It's literally the worst kiss scene. <laughs> no, like you make yourself like good at it. Don't make yourself like an idiot. <laughs> It was crazy. And like, I actually, I almost fell for like the idea that like, why are they like, maybe it'll explain why they're going to clearly make out because nobody in a daydream would be kissing like that. 
then they, it was That's a daydream. That's a good misdirect by the TV show. <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> they could stop. I was like, the cat. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Wild. All right. Yeah. So apparently, this seems to be when the cat realizes that she's super into Tewa. Like, Has I, he, she, the part where he tried to like bargain with his heart didn't. Yeah, pull him it's in. bizarre. So because he's like really annoyed by it he's like ew stop you can't have him like no you can't be with him you need to be better like don't you're not allowed to be with him stop and i would like to remind everybody at this moment that the cat can read everything that's going on in her mind so she just he just saw the entire makeout scene in her head and any inappropriate thought this 20 something year old woman is having about this 20 30 year old guy like he she the cat knows <laughs> no i mean this is why i would I, it's horrifying i would never want yeah. a cat anywhere within like a thousand feet of me yeah it's 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 really awkward if you stop to think about it for longer than three seconds so they oh, have a I really have. awkward tea and he is wearing black which i'm gonna put out there right now as a cat owner a longtime cat owner depending on what color cat you have you do not wear black no and he has a white and gray cat he does not wear black <laughs> uh, and it's a, it's a fluffy like lots of hair cat yeah there's no way on god's green earth that this man owns a black polo shirt <laughs> Without it being covered in hair just constantly. And it was not. It was pristine. <laughs> That's the no least believable part of this show. I mean, I believe that you can get struck by lightning and learn to talk to a cat, but I do not believe you could have a clean black polo in a house with a white cat. I 100% agree with that. I looked at the shirt and I laughed. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't worn black in like 10 years. <laughs> Crazy. So Tewa asks her if she'd like to get some dinner. And she's like, ooh, yeah, let's go. Uh, I'm cat, hungry. Yeah, the cat's very angry at this turnaround. And she's like, you're out of your leg. Don't go out with him. Come back. Stop. <laughs> Take uh, me with you. <laughs> no, don't bring the cat to dinner. <laughs> yeah, like he's, he's not okay with this. And at dinner, which seems to be going pretty romantically for a while, he suddenly interrupts the mood. He's like, so I have a question for you. And she's like, oh my gosh, is he going to like declare something to me? He's like, will you continue to take care of natsume for me oh uh, i don't like him either i don't know where this is going but i would be very happy if this ended like if this whole thing ended with like no romance at all just her being stymied by a man who's not interested in her at all and her learning that like oh i should stick up for myself and not like bend over backwards to try to ingratiate myself to someone who has no interest in me or yes. like that's a, that's a terrible way to like try to get into a relationship is by being a doormat if only this wasn't a fantasy rom-com <laughs> Look, Danielle, I can dream. You can dream. Who knows uh, where this is going? Because I mean, uh, I can dream. I can also kiss people in terrible ways. This this part of this part one is wrapping up shortly. And let me tell you, this uh, I did the first. I think it was the first four episodes of this eight episode show, and it gets weird by episode five. <laughs> I I can't wait to hear how that happens. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, next week. But it's it's get it's getting weirder. Right right about now, it's starting to gear up. Uh oh. So it cuts scene, and she's meeting Tewa to pick up Natsume. So apparently in the future at some point, he's going on another trip. And she tells him about her her superpower, where she can, like, guess what people are going to get at the convenience store. Which, again, has nothing to do with anything. Okay, but, but they uh, sorry, really I want you to, to think I, it does. I'm sorry, Danielle, but I have to backtrack for just a moment. Why is he asking her to cat sit more? Like, why is she a better option than professionals that he's been trusting his cat to for years? Okay, so this show's not super clear on it, but I think the concept is that he... 
he <laughs> just made no sense to me. He says something along the lines of like, I think that my cat has like a, a social problem where it needs to socialize more and get to know other people in a in a stronger capacity. And it seems uh, like it BS. seems like he likes you and it like likes your sister because she mentioned that oh the cat's home with my sister and really really likes her. And he's like, that's weird. The cat doesn't like anybody. No, no, no. I'm conscious that against. I've never met a cat who's my first. I was like, that cat needs to be more social or wants to be more social. <laughs> yeah. Well, the guy. That's what the guy said. And she's like, yeah, your cat does need to be socialized. He has some serious issues. <laughs> I mean, be that as it may, I've never met a cat's like, yes, I need more social interaction. That's what I want. I want more people to bother me. <laughs> right. And so I think he just wants like one one more one-on-one attention, but also this idea that he seems to belong with this little family and seems to, according to him, Natsume seems to like Miram more than he likes yeah, other people so i don't know what he does around other people that. yeah <laughs> does he like pee on them because that's the only thing that's worse <laughs> like i don't know he's never actually seen her with natsume like they've always been in a cat carrier when he's seen her that interacting this man's delusional all right, <laughs> crazy. All right, all right. i just want to establish what his rationale was or lack thereof because i could not fathom a reason why yeah. you would do this again when clearly this woman you know was like i have to get rid of the cat i can't take care of the cat i can't take care of the cat i can't do it like she was you know flip-flopping on it and it just seems like a weird situation you barely yeah, know her it makes no sense that she would agree to take the cat back in because she literally just said i never want to see you again even though he was like, I'll tell you more about the boy. And then he th- and then immediately turns around and is like, I'm not going to tell you anything about him. You're terrible. I mean, so, I get why like- she's doing it because he's asking. She's like, this is my in for him. But also, like, he clearly is demonstrating he doesn't have an interest in you. Maybe it's like your time to like say, nope, not going to do it. Not going to continue to, to nope, put myself out. Down. Yeah. She's holding down hope, Sam. Well, hope is stupid. <laughs> okay, so the next scene is that he's dropping, as I said, he's dropping off Natsube to Miram, and the cat's yelling after his butler, quote unquote, as they part ways that she's cutting and she's trying to lure him into a love trap. And she's but didn't like, the cat offer the love trap? Yes, to- it's so weird. <laughs> Sam, okay. I don't understand. No one's motivation in this show is consistent <laughs> or makes any sense. Even- That's one of the reasons I chose this, is because of the entire show, I was like, none of this makes sense. <laughs> like, what are these characters doing? I mean, I, I understand that that the the whole show's premise is just to get the characters into situations that are funny and are romantic, and it doesn't really care how it gets there. But dang it, on this show, <laughs> this podcast, we demand consistency from our irreverent comedy dramas. Oh, wild! The best with part of this. Cats. So the cat's yelling after him, like after his butler, and she looks down at the carrier, and she's like, "Nobody can hear you." <laughs> Which, you know, fair point. Yeah. This is when you like assert doll, like no one can hear you. I, you're all mine now. You better Which behave. I wish she had turned around. I wish she had had a 180 and been like, like, seriously, dude, we're, this is what's going to happen and we're going to work this out. But she does not. It gets mm. worse. Yay. So, Jaywa meets up with a friend, I guess, the maybe the friend that was out of town previously, who's super impressed that he's allowed his cat to be sat by somebody even, even more astounding that the cat seems not to hate her, which again, there's no proof to the contrary. No, did not. <laughs> <laughs> like, they never like, spent any time with the cat and her in a, in a neutral environment. It's crazy. His friend tells him that he, he goes through so much hassle because of this cat. He's like, you know what? You really go to, w- through way too much hassle for this cat. And I very deeply felt that in my bones <laughs> as a human being. <laughs> for those of you who are unaware, Danielle has a history of cats with complicated medical needs. <laughs> 
Uh, it's a thing. Not on purpose either. <laughs> no, but they always seem to find you, Danielle. I know. It's because I love cats. Uh, um, that's the reason. <laughs> they know. They can feel it. They're like, okay, she'll put up with me and spend too much money. So his friend then suggests that he uses his cat as a replacement for a partner. Like, that's what he does. He dates his cat instead of a uh, Yeah, that's like, that's why he doesn't have a, an active social life is because he's just constantly around his cat. Which, uh, yeah, I'd agree. I'm thinking, yeah, he has one friend. <laughs> <laughs> and trusts the convenience store lady to cats it for him. <laughs> I did agree with you that the one friend was, 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 it was a red flag. <laughs> it's crazy. And you could have one friend and like multiple social networks, like one good friend. That's totally fine. But he seems to have absolutely no social networks right, right. except like, for this I, one person. I don't person. mean you need to have like, you know, a bunch of BFF. I'm just saying like if you have just one person that you interact with socially, I mean, I, I guess I shouldn't be too judgy about that. But it just seems like it doesn't seem it, – it's outside the norm. Let me just put it that way. Well, it doesn't seem like he has any acquaintances either, like other right. people that he knows. Like he didn't even know the convenience store girl's name and he's in there all the time and she wears a name tag like he's in there every week he buys yeah, i'm not saying like them. there's a wrong way to live or whatever but i am saying that in this context of this show which is clearly about you know the social interactions of people if someone is that antisocial, it does throw up some like alarm bells for this right. particular romance and i think that they're trying to explain this by he's only lived there like a little over a year so i think they're like okay well, he's kind of new to the area so he only has this one friend but he also has like a job and a life and like I yeah. assume he could have like, hobbies. Like, I, I mean, maybe his like pilot friend is like his acquaintance because they seem to chat when they're flying. They and he definitely like the pilot friend at one point is like, "Hey, I know somebody you should date them." Like he's trying to be like kind of let's yeah. go on a, like a double date kind of thing. Like he's trying to pull him in, and the guy's like, "No, I'm okay. I've got to go home with my cat." Essentially, like he uses his cat as his excuse to not socialize. So he definitely is like a bit All of an right. introvert, I think. So Miram takes Natsume on a walk to this. is actually really cute. You take, she takes him on a walk to the fish market in one of those see-through backpacks. You know, the hard-shelled see-through backpacks. Uh-huh. And she has them, like, buckled to the front so the cat's sitting kind of where her stomach is. And she's, like, walking him around. He's like a and baby he's, Bjorn And he's, like, very excited about all the food. <laughs> it's very cute. Like, even the cat inside, the real cat, is like, oh, my gosh, there's so many smells and things. Like, the cat's I mean, that's cute. true to life, yeah. Yeah, it was very cute. And she is doing this in return to learning more about Tewa's tastes. So this cat seems to be playing both sides. Like, yeah, I'll tell you more about Tewa. Also, do not date him. <laughs> I mean, if I were her, I'd be like, uh, you can't do that. Either I'm going to, you're going to help me date him or you're not. And yep. if you're not, then I'm not going to help you. Yeah, it's like she doesn't pay attention to all the random things that he yells when he's angry and just takes whatever he tells her directly as verbatim. I would wonder, I'd be very curious about the production of the show, if like the guy who voiced the cat, like they clearly shot all the cat stuff and, and had her react to the cat before they did the ADR for the cat lines, right? So mm-hmm. I wonder if he was just like improvising insults to her just all the time and like that weren't scripted and they're just like no we'll keep it in there <laughs> maybe it's i was thinking at one point while i was watching this show i'm like she's just acting to a cat <laughs> like she's yeah, exactly. just having a full conversation with something that doesn't understand her <laughs> So that I'm really funny. curious if like the the guy just like went off and decided to do his own kind of thing when recording the cat lines. It's quite possible because there's a lot of pretty funny lines on there. And so, like I said, she was taking him through the the fish market and returned to learning more about Tewa's tastes. And which they get back to the house, and he's like, "Fine, let me tell you about the things that he likes." And it's not you. <laughs> and then like it cuts the scene, and she's walking down the street, uh, and she's wearing like this tool top, it's like a hot pink. Uh, I don't know. 
it's a monstrosity and a hot purple mini puffy mini skirt and knee high why does she trust this cat anything he says sam which i saw her in this outfit i was like why would you think the cat's not screwing with you you've heard the cat say that he doesn't want you two together he's mean to you two-thirds of the time like why would you think this is true just completely irrational right and she's met the the pilot multiple times. Like, I don't know why she would think, yes, this is what he's into. This calm, low-key, chill man is yes. into this insanity. The loudest fashions from the 80s and 90s. <laughs> Wild. So she's like strutting down the street full of confidence. And she shows up at his door with the cat. No carrier for some reason. She's just holding the cat in her Getting hands. hair everywhere. <laughs> and she's like... I'm here. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. Hard pass. Whatever you're doing. Like, I'm not into it. And the cat's over there, like, trying to talk her into it. It's kind of a funny but very cringy scene. The cat's like, no, no, no. Like, play it up. He's he's totally into it. I can tell. <laughs> like, he's just having a ball. She <laughs> does not learn. No, she's so dumb. And he's like, yeah, do the thing we talked about with, like, the pouty lips. <laughs> like... Show me your moves. And she tries to be all sexy, and it's so bad. And it's like, genuinely, I wanted to fast forward through the scene because I have those cringe attacks when I watch terrible yeah, things yeah. on Yeah, yeah. secondhand anxiety and <laughs> Oh, gosh, it was bad. And she's super embarrassed when she kind of realizes that she's been played, and she's going Oh, home. you figured it out, did you? <laughs> but the cute thing is, is that Taewa that night is reading, and he kind of has, like, you can see that he has this little flashback to her trying to be all sexy at the door, and he kind of, like, smiles and is like, oh, well, she's super unique. I mean, I have to give her credit for that. He's like, finds it endearing that she's just yeah, trying. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. And the cat's like, dude, seriously? What? 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 <laughs> like, how did that not work? Ha <laughs> ha. Uh-huh. Backfired on the cat. I know. It's funny. So that night, Natsume is watching him sleep creepily like a cat stalker, which they do. Yeah, good thing. You mean a cat, right? <laughs> yes. And the so he's, he's kind of staring at him as he's sleeping and he's like, I'm sure someone good will show up one day, but not the ugly one. We can't, we can't let her be the one. Let's wait a while longer. You know, I'm keeping an eye on you for a reason. He's very serious as he's saying this. Like, clearly there's some past trauma that has not been expressed yet in this TV show. Is it with the other woman? I'm not gonna tell you. But okay. it cuts scene to a random woman. Who is this woman? I don't know. Nobody knows. I thought maybe it was the same woman from the box because I don't have any good sense of facial features. And so to me, the woman I saw for three seconds on the screen looks kind of like the same thin sure. w- woman that I saw on the screen. They look kind of <laughs> identical to me. They don't when I actually look at them side to side. But at the time, I was like, maybe it's no, the same I mean, lady. I get it. You <laughs> see someone for like a brief flash and you assume there's going to be like a story structure. So you just assume that the person coming back must be the same person, even right, if you didn't see exactly. them. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, this must be the woman. And maybe it is. And she is immediately annoying to me. Like, I like the mom. Like, I was just like, oh, oh you don't just like have her. opinions about everyone in this show, but, uh, This is one of those shows that, like, it's true to, like, as soon as you see the person, you know what they're going to be like. <laughs> like, it's not trying to be, like, subtle on this show. So the reason why I think thought maybe this is, like, the same woman fit the box is because she's back from the States and she's decided, like, she was has some kind of past history with Tewa. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's the lady with the cat box and that's why he hasn't had, like, a relationship is because she left and he's, you know, forlorn. Pining he's or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's looked at a picture a couple of times that has, like, him and this other woman in it. So I was like, okay, this is probably her. And she's decided she's going after Tewa, which, um, I guess, like I said, she has some past relationship with him but she says to this friend that she's speaking with that they broke up because of the cat and oh she so this wants is not the one Ru- the cat's waiting for 
So I don't I don't know the answer to this. So she broke up because of the cat and she wants revenge on the cat. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I swear to God, that's what she says. <laughs> I, I I know I interrupted you there, uh, but good delivery. He <laughs> wants revenge on the cat. And the screen splits between the woman looking pleased with her decision to revenge on the cat and Miriam yeah. in her tool top, hot pink top. And that's where it splits and them like one looking super pleased and one looking super embarrassed about her crazy outfit. And what will happen? We'll find out next week on Book Retorts. <laughs> uh <laughs> I, I, mean, I can't just let it end there without saying something about the cat revenge fantasy because Wild. if anyone should be embarrassed, it should be the woman saying she wants to take revenge on the cat for breaking up her own I boyfriend. laughed out loud. Like genuinely. And she's not saying it in a funny way. She's like, this cat broke up our relationship. I'm taking revenge on this cat. I was like, what? The cat okay. doesn't know? Like, it does. I mean, but, but a cat does know, know that. We know the cat knows. But she doesn't know the cat knows. Like, who cares? <laughs> All oh, right. Oh, my gosh. Well, so what's going to happen, Sam? You'll get another four episodes to find out how does she revenge the cat. I, I can't wait to learn how this woman, A.T., continually messes up oh, and doesn't learn from the cat's mistakes as i forgot the cat is messing with her and just never uh has a kind of like sense of cause and effect that's yes. what i'm looking forward to and the best part of this is absolutely this slightly evil woman where the or at least the annoying woman is that i don't she oh she's a wild card she's like black horse i it is the stuff that she does is bananas <laughs> I mean, I kind of love it when a show just commits to having one character be completely out of love. This show is already very, you know, weird and it's a fantasy. So I like the idea that it can be like, oh, she's going to be like a wicked stepmother. Like she, we're going to go full evil witch with her kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, and like I halfway through the show, it's like the end of episode four out of eight. They're like, and by the way, there's an evil past relationship. <laughs> I'm kind of digging that. Like, I like the fact that they, like, here, we established the show. It's about this cat and this woman. It's going to be about their conflict and everything. Oh, uh, psych. Here's this crazy bag of nonsense coming your way. <laughs> and she's crazy. Like, from the get-go, the decisions she makes in life, I was, like, blown away. <laughs> so that's kind something of to it. look forward to on yeah. the next episode, everybody. Oh, man. Well, Danielle, that is quite the introduction to our first Korean drama of the year. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm glad I could bring another cat drama into our lives. I am on tenterhooks for how – I mean, I, I don't really care that much about the relationship. <laughs> I'm, I'm really – the only reason I'm looking forward to next time is to learn more about the crazy woman and her cat revenge plans because yeah. that, that's what's got me hooked. I don't care at all if AT and Tawe end up together or not because who cares? But crazy cat revenge lady? sign me up yeah it's pretty spectacular i was actually my, my notes were getting kind of long and i was like i'm gonna have to end this soon but like why isn't the revenge lady back it, like where does she come into the show why is it so late because i could not find her and it finally was at the end of episode four and i was like holy cow people great i see no full i have no notes this is a perfect perfect uh turnaround i love it everything about it is perfect <laughs> Something to look forward to next week, everybody. Well, in the meantime, if anyone out there wants to tell us, how would they prove to their friend they could talk to a cat psychically who was being ornery? I was going uh, to say, the cat can't be, can't be on board. Yeah, yeah. An ornery, non-cooperative, because it's a cat. It's never going to be on board. <laughs> 
that's true. Yeah. How would you, uh, or, or would you uh, just keep it a secret to your grave and live a sad and lonely life with your cat talking to it? I don't know. <laughs> Why is it automatically sad and lonely? You could have a great life and just happen to be able to talk to your cat as well. Yeah, but that's not a fun decision to make. <laughs> sure. If okay. your decision is have a great life or, you know, try to convince people you can talk to a cat, I don't know what the answer is going to be for that <laughs> question. <laughs> Poor cat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you have any ideas for how to how AT here could prove her cat talking skills, you can write to us at bookretorts.com. You can also tweet, Instagram, or Facebook us at bookretorts. And if you want to support our show and maybe get a few little bonus nuggets that are coming back in the new year, bonus you can do nuggets. so. <laughs> bonus nuggets. <laughs> little nuggets of book book bonus, nuggets. Bonus book. <laughs> bonuses i like book green nuggets that's what we're gonna name the next one i apologize in advance everyone for that but if you want some of those delicious book green nuggets you can dip them in ketchup or honey mustard honey. I mean, i'm not gonna judge or just honey oh yeah just honey either way if you want to be like that mm, uh see, you, you want to be like that yeah i know you do danielle you, you are basic chicken and honey book book green nuggets and honey <laughs> Delicious. Oh, it makes the pages sticky. <laughs> Gosh. Anyway, continue uh, on, Sam. You can do all of that and just hear more of that kind of stuff over at <laughs> patreon.com slash yeah, That's going to convince them. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm not doing a really good job here bringing in the, bringing the big dollars. <laughs> Come on. We need a few whales out there to support us. <laughs> Let's go. You can do it. <laughs> Who doesn't want a good book nugget? Oh, well, join us next time to learn more about cat revenge. Dun dun dun! <laughs> <laughs> meow meow meow! Meow meow meow! There you go, yeah. <laughs> uh, Love my beans. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. Take care. was an ending <laughs> it roller coastered and exploded <laughs> i got toe beans back in there at some point uh, such a good song oh, can you read me the lyrics yeah, i didn't i don't remember what they were something about meow meow toe beans the lyrics yeah yeah what was that? like how's it actually i'm just really curious i don't remember the tune i should know but i fast forward through a lot of it after i listened to it a few times well just give me your best rendition i don't re no sam because you're gonna put it on our <laughs> podcast curses foiled again <laughs> but i will read you the lyrics oh <laughs> uh, that's okay i don't actually care i was just Aww, trying to get you to do it squishy toe beans <laughs>